traffic and weather now. 806, our time on this Friday ride to work continues. What's getting our attention right now is right in our neck of the woods, Route 2. By our neck of the woods, we're talking at Route 13, between Route 13 and 12. There, there is congestion. It is running slow. And just getting on to Route 2 eastbound by way of either 12 or 13, especially 12 south, this time of day can be an honest-to-goodness adventure in its own right. So just give yourself a chance. Cut yourself some slack. Be patient. Uh, just just be okay behind the wheel. Just give yourself time to get there, and you'll be okay. Because the worst thing you can do right now is try to be in the mad dash to get somewhere because, let's face it, if it's hard to get on there, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. So just one word, patience, patience, patience. I said it three times, but that's what you're going to need during this time of day. So far, a good ride for those taking more transportation and a good ride for those of you on the commuter rail. Now the forecast for this day, sponsored by Spatford Oil and Energy, your home comfort specialist, mostly cloudy, not as cold today, high slower 40s, cloudy chance of rain tonight dropping to the mid-30s. Tomorrow, December thaw, we're looking for upper 40s, maybe 50 for a high. And for Sunday, cloudy chance of rain and snow, mid-30s. 30 degrees, our temperature, it's 808 as we work our way to hour number three of the K-Zone Morning Commute. Eight oh eight, our time on this Friday morning. It is the K Zone Morning Commute as we work our way into hour number three. Sherman Whitman, Sean Flanagan, Derek Drown, gentlemen, thanks so much for joining me. How you doing on this Friday? Good morning. Good morning. Doing great. We're doing good. Derek, and you too? Oh, fantastic. Very good. And now it's time for us to actually get into our cars, our trucks, our SUVs, or or actually, our goal is now to get our cars, or trucks, SUVs ready for the ride to come because we're getting ready to go over the meadow, through the woods, to <laughs> grandmother's house, or, or wherever, we're, wherever going, we're going. Or, right, or wherever right, we're right. going to be with family, friends, fiends if necessary for the holidays. It's called in-laws and outlaws. In-laws and outlaws <laughs> and, and all the other stuff, too. And we're happy to be joined now by John Paul, AAA Northeast. Good morning, John. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for having me on. Welcome once again to our airways. So here we are. We're getting ready for now. We're normally talk about other travel periods. We're just talking about a couple of days, but this time of year is different because we're not just talking about getting ready for Christmas. We're also talking about Christmas and New Year's, and really, for all intents and purposes, really getting our cars, our trucks, SUVs, whatever we're driving getting ready for the winter of 2019 as well. Yeah, who wants to think about the winter of uh, the winter to come? I mean, we haven't had a lot of it lately, but you're right. This is an 11-day span. It's actually because of the way the holiday falls. We're actually, it's about one day longer than what we're usually used to seeing. But, yeah, if you haven't gotten your car ready for the upcoming winter season, it really is time to think about it. Uh, you know, we still see an awful lot of cars with bad batteries. I just saw something the other day that said that just about one in five cars out there, SUVs, trucks, whatever the case is, probably has a battery that's about near the end of its life. And the typical life of a battery uh, here in New England is somewhere between three and five years. Uh, we've seen batteries in some models fail as early as just 
two or two and a half years and sure we see some that go longer than that but if your battery in your car is more than three years old or your battery or your car is more than three years old have the battery tested just to make sure it's in good shape and if it's more than five or six years old you might be on borrowed time and if your car means a lot to you as far as getting you where you need to go on a certain time maybe think about just replacing the batteries preventative maintenance you know a lot of people think about that with um appliances in their house you know their water heater if it's more than 10 years old they just go you know i think i'll just replace it because i don't want a basement full of water you know think about your car the same way that if that battery's five or six years old even if it's not giving you a lot of trouble it's it's not that big a deal to have it replaced have something in there you know you can count on i would also think that if you don't have the battery taken care of that it can affect other parts of the vehicle i would imagine let's say not having the battery working properly can affect things like the starter. Is that a possibility? Uh, if the battery is in so-so shape, what might happen is you're going to put more stress on some components. So the alternator is going to try to work a little bit harder to, to charge that battery back up. I, I just got a call the other day from somebody, and they said to me, well, I was driving to work, and I had the windshield wipers on, and they started going a little bit slower. And next thing I know, the, the radio started to shut off. And I said to him, well, it sounds like you need an alternator, and probably now that you're at work, did the car start afterwards? And he said, no, it didn't. I said, well, chances are if the battery's more than a couple of years old, you're going to need to replace that too. And sure enough, he needed to put a battery and an alternator in his car. That was The alternator was the cause, but that also uh, didn't help the life of the battery to to last any longer. In fact, uh, there's, uh, there's some numbers out there now that show that uh, over this uh, 11-day travel period between Christmas and New Year's, AAA across the country is going to rescue nearly a million people for various problems, you know, any, anything from flat tires to dead batteries to cars that just won't start to, uh, you know, you uh, were looking to get that last uh, Christmas gift out of the car and you got the package and you left your keys on the front seat and locked the door and there's your keys sitting there and you're on the outside. So about and, almost a million people. And depending on where you're, tra where you're tra traveling to, in any given part of the country, you're going to be dealing with cold, you're going to be dealing with ice, you're going to be dealing with temperatures in some parts of the country, might even be below zero, depending on where you're going. For example, you've got parts of New England, like northern New England, like New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, where temperatures can get very cold, where we could see temperatures falling below zero. That's a possibility. That's oh. funny, Chairman. You mentioned we're talking about batteries. My mother called me last night uh, about 6 o'clock and said, uh, I can't stop my car. It won't start. Car won't start. So uh, I had I went over there with a voltmeter and checked out her battery. And just what you said, she needed a battery. So I went to the store and got one for her and put it in. But I can't believe a million. You said a million people. A million, a million, almost a million people across the country are going to need road service over the holiday time period. So it's 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 it happens. Uh, you know what we really try to do, and 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 Sherman's great about this. He invites me on usually in October or so, and we talk about October car care and and get your car ready for the winter season because the winter season is tough. And when the temperature, uh, you you mentioned you know below zero temperatures up in northern New England, when the temperatures drop to below zero like that your battery really only has about 50% of the capacity it needs to get the car going because temperature affects battery battery uh 
performance. So there can be there can be some real issues. So you want to make sure your battery's in really good shape. And then there's the other things. You know, once your car gets going, uh, you need to make sure you have good tires on your car, especially if you're going uh, on a good long trip over the holiday time frame. The difference between a tire that's almost worn out and one that's just has about half wear on a wet, slippery road can be the difference if you went to jam on the brakes at 60 miles an hour, can be the difference of 60 or 80 feet. Well, that's the difference between the length of a tractor trailer in some cases, and that's the difference between a really serious crash and one that didn't even happen. So good tires is very important. You want to make sure that they're properly inflated. And if you do live in areas where there's a lot of snow, consider switching to four winter tires that are dedicated uh, for winter tire performance. They'll, they're really designed to really get you through the worst weather one thing we need to mention while we're talking about tires and i noticed this once we had the first real cold spell when temperatures really started to plummet getting into my car starting it up and i'm seeing the reading on my car where the levels on all four tires went down dramatically when the temperatures really went south for a day or two when we were down a single number suddenly the level on all four tire the pressure was way down I, that's never happened to me before well it probably has you just didn't have a car that told you that uh, it uh, might be right yeah, yeah yeah because what happens is as the temperatures start to drop uh, for every couple of degrees of temperature change you can lose maybe a half a pound of air pressure so when the temperature goes from 50 degrees to 20 degrees uh, you might lose, uh, you know, 10 pounds of air pressure, and that's enough to turn on a, a tire pressure monitor system. But looking at the tire, if you were just walking by, getting into your car in the morning, you'd probably never notice because a tire that's uh, about a third underinflated versus one that's fully inflated, they look exactly the same to the, to the naked eye. So that's why we tell people get a tire gauge. Measure the tire pressure periodically. It's best to do it once a month or so. And when the tires are properly inflated, that's when you're going to get the best ride, the best handling, and the best fuel economy. So making sure everything's inflated properly is, is what's going to be the best for your, for your car and your pocketbook, for that matter. And, and also, just to be sure, if you are among those who are planning those long trips, making sure you get the tires checked up before you begin that journey. Absolutely. And most tire stores today belong to a uh, tire manufacturer's uh, association where they've made a deal where they'll say, hey, look, you know, if anybody comes in, customer or not, wants to buy tires or not, we'll check out the tires. We'll inflate them where they should be so you can get the tires properly inflated and uh, save yourself some time and trouble. And at the same time, it's a good idea to make sure your spare tire is in good shape. Uh, you might have a spare tire that's been sitting under your car or in your trunk, or maybe you don't even have a spare tire at all. Maybe you, uh, you know, lent it to somebody. Who knows? You took it out because you needed some extra room in the trunk, or your car just didn't even come with a spare tire. And But make sure if it did come with one, it's properly inflated, and you have all the tools necessary, the jack and the lug wrench, so you can actually change a flat tire if it happens. And when you talk about the spare tire, a lot of vehicles today, they don't have the spare tire that looks like the tire that you're driving with. They've got that little donut that you have to, it seems like, overinflate just so you can go 50 miles an hour. 
Is it better just to have a spare tire that is actually like one of the four tires that you have on the on the vehicle now? That's the best thing. If you can have a if you can have the same kind of tire that's on your car, that's great. But even having a space saver style spare tire, one that's about a third smaller than the one that's on it, at least you can go fifty or you know even longer, a hundred miles. You just have to watch your speed. Don't go over fifty miles an hour or so. It, but at least you can get to some place to get either a new tire or get your uh, damaged oh, tire replaced. Yeah. Where you got to go. Right. Yeah. As opposed to uh, looking in the trunk and finding out there's a kit with a little air compressor and some goop in there that you hook up to the tire and hope it properly inflates the tire. But if you just hit a curb and you put a hole the size of a penny in the sidewall of the tire, nothing's going to help except a tow truck at that point. So I, uh, any kind of spare tire, compact or not, is better than no spare tire at all. And spare tire with goop that works is better than nothing, too. Our time right now, 819. John, can you stick around with us? Because we've got some more questions to ask you about about cars and the fact that we're getting ready for the holiday travel season and what we're expecting to see out there on the roads. So if you could stick around, we'd love to have you do that. Absolutely. Great. More with John Paul coming up. It's 819 on the case on 105.3 FM, AM 1280 WPKZ. Speaking of cars and trucks, a check of the roads is next. From an album called uh, Kiss. Uh, it was called Music from the Elder. And it was like their rock opera. The first record that they put out was that, with, with Eric Carr. Remember the Fox? First album. And it, Gene Simmons wrote this thing. Uh, he, well, it's a really, it's a, for this type of thing, you don't, you don't, um, you don't think that it's Gene, because he's like, the God of Thunder. Well, this is a really, it's a beautiful song, but it's kind of sad and and uh, you know, he used to date Cher, and uh, she actually recorded the song as well. And they never performed any songs from the Elder until this last tour. Great record. Last record was, uh, I, know, I think it's the last one that actually had Ace Freely on it, but he got credit for Creatures of the Night. Now, 822, our time was getting her attention this morning at this point in time is Route 12 in our neck of the woods right there. Route 12 between Routes 12, actually, I should say Route 2 in our neck of the woods between Routes 12 and 13. That's where the problem is. That's where the congestion is. That's where you need to show patience, you know. Just give yourself a chance to get there, and you will. It's especially tough, let's say, if you're trying to get on the Route 2 eastbound by way of 12 south. That's what you call your honest-to-goodness proverbial nightmare. But still... Patience is a virtue for this time of morning. Now, the forecast for this day, sponsored by Spatifer Oil and Energy. Take care of all your heating and air conditioning needs since 1943. Mostly cloudy, not so cold today. A chance for a December thaw today and tomorrow. Highs today, lower 40s. With a little bit of luck tomorrow, we'll reach 50. Currently 30 degrees. Our temperature, 823. More with John Paul coming up on the K-Zone Morning Commute. Four oh nine. I found the video uh, that I, I found the video uh, of me playing with them. Four oh nine. Ooh. I love that. Four oh nine. Four oh eight. 
running for our time. Kazo Morning Commute continues. Sherman, Derek, Sean here on the phone. John Paul, AAA Northeast. John, thank you again for joining us. Now it's the time of year where we're getting ready for see uh, the highways just suddenly fill with volumes and volumes of people, and you start looking around and go, all the humanity on the highways. The new report is out for what we can expect to see for all the traveling that we're going to be doing between Christmas and New Year's. What can we expect to see as far as numbers going by planes and trains and automobiles and all that? Well, you're not going to be alone, that's for sure. It looks like there's going to be a record-breaking. In fact, it's probably the highest number we've ever recorded. About 112.5 million people are going to be taking to the nation's uh, runways, roads, and rails for the year-end holiday. And again, it's an 11-day period, so it doesn't mean they're all going to be out there the exact same day you're going to be out there. But if you are traveling Wednesday, December 19th, in the Boston area between 3.30 and 4.30, a company called Inrix, which calculates all these kind of things, says that you can expect almost a four-times delay over what your normal drive time would be. So if you're driving through Boston, whether it's through the Mass Pike or or on the expressway, around that time in the afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, December 19th, expect to be stuck in traffic for an extra long period of time. In fact, we made uh, the uh, top three. Uh, Atlanta, for some reason, four times higher uh, on Saturday, December 22nd in New York City, Thursday, December 20th, and then Boston, December 19th. Uh, looking at the numbers, you would think people are leaving Boston, heading through New York, and heading down to Atlanta, uh, you know, following the traffic jams. So if you can plan your, plan your route, maybe try to avoid those, those days when the traffic's going to be the heaviest. December 19th, that's the Wednesday before Christmas, but they're still saying things are going to be crazy. Why yeah. would it be December 19th? I don't get that. Why so it's soon? Just, <laughs> yeah, right. That yeah. was my question. Yeah, it's, just, it's one of those things that when they calculate this out, it looks like that's the way it's going to be. And I was pretty skeptical of this last year when the number came out is so early before Christmas. And in fact, it ended up being that way. So a lot of people in the New England area start their, start their vacation uh early so they get Christmas dead set in the middle of it. So that's the only reason I can think of. But, uh, you know, traffic computations are kind of an interesting thing. So you have to keep an eye on it and see what it's going to be. But uh, my advice would be Wednesday, December 19th, stay out of Boston. What's, when you're talking about travel, what, what's tougher to prepare for? Christmas on the weekend or Christmas, let's say, midweek, let's say like Tuesday through Thursday? Usually what happens is, you know, based on the decades of experience I've had uh, with AAA and all these numbers, when the, uh, when the holiday falls on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, usually what happens is people tend to, the traffic tends to cluster around it. When it's more during the middle of the week, Tuesday or Wednesday, they tend to take a little extra time and, and spread it out a little bit more. So uh, it's those days when they try to, when people try to cram more into less period of time without taking additional time off. So if the holiday falls on a Sunday, well, most people get Monday off. If the holiday falls on Saturday, they have Sunday. So they might take an extra day or here, here or there, or they might not at all. Uh, but when it's uh, in the middle of the week, they tend to add days on either side of the holiday to be able to enjoy time with family and friends. I look at, let's say, the Sunday before Christmas. I would imagine you're going to be seeing lots of people maybe traveling on, a, on the Sunday before Christmas because you're 
figure you can get there before Christmas Eve and maybe beat the rush. You find a lot of people thinking that way? Yeah, a lot of people do. In fact, some of the best travel days are actually the holiday itself. So if you don't have to be out uh, in, on a long trip, and, and our numbers are based on people traveling more than 50 miles from home. But if you're, if you're only going out to you know go visit you know the relatives and it's only 40 or 50 miles away, traveling on the holiday is much better than traveling the day before. It's just a, the traffic's a lot lighter at that time. Let's say, for example, maybe like Fitchburg-Lemonster towards Boston or vice versa, or Boston-Worcester, or maybe from here, maybe heading out towards Gardner, maybe even Springfield. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that that should that should be fine. You should you should be in good shape. But again, it's the number of cars on the road. I saw something in in New York just in the past uh, few years. The amount of registered vehicles uh, in New York has gone up almost two hundred thousand vehicles. And you think about who in New York has has a car but apparently a lot of people got cars in the last few years too so more people on the road in fact it's going to be a 102 million people uh will get in their cars and and travel over the holiday time period so uh so 100 112 million travelers overall but most of them you know all but about 10 percent of them are going to be in their car because a car is still a is still a pretty economical way to get around you put your you know family of four in a car and your car gets 20 miles per gallon and you can go 500 miles pretty reasonably in fact right now the the average price of gas across the country is about 239 here in new england or here in massachusetts it's 262 and that's with our sort of special blend of ingredients that makes our gas cost a little bit more but shopping around i've seen gas as low as 239 and as far as i'll let you know about gas around our neck of the woods <laughs> there are gas stations on on our road to our studios here and prices are down to like a couple of stations like 247 a gallon one is down to like 243.9 per gallon yeah i filled up this morning before i came to the studio and i uh at cumberland farms up there in north lemonster it was it was like two, two thirty nine, two forty, somewhere in that area. Yeah, yeah, and we're still about ten cents higher than we were last year at this time. But the gas prices have been going in the right direction for the last for the last few months. So that's that's good to see. Uh, you know, who knows how long it will maintain it, but uh, good, certainly good to see. We've got maybe one minute left to go in our get together. We've got news coming up in just a moment. Let's talk briefly about the importance of maybe having that emergency kit with us as we're getting ready for this trip because we have as a kit specifically made for summer. We need a travel kit specifically made for winter. Yeah, you absolutely do. So jumper cables or jump pack is a good idea. Uh, a good long handle snow brush so you can clean all the snow off your car. Don't be an idiot and drive around with your windshield uh, full of ice and snow or the roof of your car full of snow. Clean it all off. Get it, get it all good and clean. Uh, make sure that you have an ice scraper just in case you need it. Maybe some uh, windshield, ice, uh, windshield de-icer spray is a good idea. But just like summertime, in case your car breaks down, make sure you have something to drink. If you need to take medication for any reason, small quantity of medication, a first aid kit. In the wintertime, make sure you have an extra uh, set of warm clothes. Uh, those of us who are old enough to remember the blizzard of 78 where people were stuck in their cars for days, uh, having some extra clothes and a little snack and some something to drink is uh, so important. And make sure you still are able to identify your car if it breaks down, flares, reflective triangles, a good flashlight. And like I said, make sure you, make sure you have uh, winter clothes at the ready just because you left a warm house and got into a warm car. If your car breaks down, it can get cold pretty quick. Great advice. Great it, advice. Great advice. 
John Paul, AAA Northeast. Thank you so much for joining us, and safe travel for you and yours. Same to you guys. Take care. Thank okay, you. Take care. Thanks again. That's John Paul for AAA Northeast with words for the wise. Words to live.